wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. Deborah Pascali Bonaro, and I'm honored to welcome to our Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Marit Voss, a passionate doula for birth and postpartum, as well as a dedicated placenta specialist. She's a mother of two wild daughters who are like a compass in her life. She's building a community that's supportive to all parents birthing and raising their kids from their heart and intuition. She's passionate about authentic and honest parenthood with all its challenges, beauty, and transformative powers that are full of healing potential for the individual and the whole. We met in our special Eat, Pray, Doula virtual doula retreats, and I love that you say your birth was an intimate birth and you embraced the wild. I'm so honored today to welcome you, Marit to share your journey with birth and parenting. Can you tell us a little bit about your birth and what led you to create an intimate and wild birth? Yes. Thank you so much, Deborah. Really, really nice to be here. Yes. So for my first birth, actually a friend of mine, she sent me your documentary of orgasmic birth, which I looked (laughs) by then. And this, as well as other things and book and my gut or belly feeling was that I really want to birth as natural as possible and I was really looking forward to giving birth and of course there were also a lot of fears and preparing for yeah scary things somehow or, or to really understand that things might not go how I wish but making peace with that which goes in waves <laughs> Yeah, after making peace with that, what, what remained was just feeling really excited about it. And yeah, I, I felt pregnancy was quite a roller coaster. And yeah, I really wanted to birth from, from feeling well and looking forward to it and yeah, letting go of a lot of things that maybe other people find normal or that are normal or, I mean, there's so many things possible that I really tried to find what feels good to me and in which way I wanted to prepare. And yeah, this this led to already a really nice first birth experience. Really beautiful, actually. Where was it? Where did you give birth the first time? It was in an anthroposophical hospital or clinic in Berlin. And this meant I left the house at some point while not really having strong contractions, like not. from the book counting contractions something like this but it was an hour drive and I felt okay it's gonna happen my uh, membranes were already broken so I knew from 10 in the morning approximately that the waters were broken and or the membranes and that's why I wanted to go at some point to the clinic they also asked me to to check if it was really the waters and how I would proceed and and all that things and then at three we left I was still cleaning the bathroom and the floors and doing other things and my boyfriend said no I'm not going to drive you to the hospital because you're no way you're going to give birth anytime soon I said nah I really want to go so then we drove 
with our camper. I knew that if I could not go into the hospital, we would go to the forest in the camper because it's a really beautiful place in the forest. And, and then the whole road, I had like one big wave of contractions. And on arrival, I thought, I think the doctor has to come here. My baby's going to be born in the camper. And then when we arrived there, the contraction stopped. I walked into the hospital and then they said, oh, maybe sit there. You can wait here a little bit. And then I thought, no, I'm really in labor. And then the contractions came again and then they could go to me quickly. So it was this balance of when like everything was speeding up a lot. And then there were moments of relaxation. But when I felt like, oh, they're letting me wait. And I, <laughs> my body was like, no, I really need my space now. So then they gave me the space in the birthing room and I think I was already on seven centimeters or something or eight maybe. I went to the bath for a while. Then pretty soon I got the like the pushing contractions. Then I had to get up because the water wasn't giving gravity enough force. So I went up, I went out of the bath and then my daughter was born, I think 45 minutes later. So no water birth, but a really, really beautiful birth and very empowering also. And then we took the baby home in the camper and then we were home again. So this was a really beautiful experience. And um, yeah, that sounds like a very beautiful experience and that you were honored, right? And respected to birth your way. And yet, you made even some other choices the second time. So tell us, like, as you then were pregnant again, why some different choices and what were they? Well, I'm from the Netherlands and we have a strong home birth culture. So I really wanted to give birth in my hometown. But as we were living in Berlin at the moment, I asked my parents if I could give birth in their house and they were fine with that. So then, like, I think three and a half weeks before the due date, we like we first, yeah, okay, we're traveling family. So we we arrived in my hometown and we settled and we spent some weeks with my parents in the house, also with my oldest daughter and my partner's older daughter. And then, yeah, there was a lot of things going on. So in the home, it was fine, but there some things happened that somehow made me block a little bit, or that's what I felt. And then the baby didn't come, the baby didn't come. So I was a week over my due date already. And I thought, yeah, I was, I had this stress moment where I thought I blocked. And then at 10 days past due date, the midwife said, yeah, if, if it takes much longer, we cannot guide you in your home birth and you will need an appointment at the hospital. And I really didn't want that. So then I start, or already before I started like drinking specific teas immediately called my acupuncturist for a emergency appointment to say hey I really want to open everything that maybe I'm blocking so my baby can come and I was talking a lot to my baby and then also I I really felt birth was something sensual so plus making love really helps the baby to come it makes you feel really happy and even sperm carries the hormones that open up the cervix and yeah it just like the the orgasmic birth it really speaks to me somehow so i asked my parents to go away with my older daughter because i felt i really didn't want to think of of anything else i couldn't hold space for this and then we had a really beautiful romantic morning, my partner and I. 
And yeah, I just, oh yeah, nipple stimulation is very helpful to, yeah, let the body uh, take over with contractions. And we were doing this also playful in a way to see like, no, yeah, if it doesn't, also doesn't hurt. <laughs> so it was kind of funny, sensual, very nice. And then I already felt something was changing, like a bit coming period cramps. But of course, this can also go again and come and go. So I was basically going, yeah, I was, I was really still actively trying to call labor to come. And then we made love, even though it was already, how do you say this? Yeah, it was already working in my body. And then, yeah, actually, when, when we were actually having sex, then my first strong contraction came. And it was like, yeah, I mean, you can imagine it was so connecting also with my boyfriend and I and yeah I felt a lot of trust or like first I was a little bit hesitant like can I do this or not or what is it going to do because already the muscles in the in the uterus were like working so much and then I felt it was also <laughs> carried by a lot of warmth and yeah for me it feels very good very natural to have like to welcome the baby in this energy it was really very I, special I love how you say that right because you know being we have such kind of stigma sometimes around sexuality and pregnancy and birth. And yet hearing your words, it helps us feel that this is such a natural way of connection of love and bringing those love hormones that are needed for birth out into the world. So do you, what changed for you between your first birth and your second? Cause I didn't hear you talk about that in the first labor. But now it felt good. Yeah, it was not that in the first labor I was, I mean, I already approached it as something very sensual. And also like the connection between me and my partner was so intimate during birth the first time as well. Yeah, that feel, yeah. So for me, it feels like a logical component to it. But of course, I was giving birth in the clinical setting. And I think there I wouldn't, I also didn't need it to go more into it in a way. But since we were at home and there was no one there, I, yeah, it was just way more easy. And maybe also because I was so much over my due date that, that it was more a conscious decision. Like, okay, we're going to welcome the baby in this atmosphere. Beautiful. So keep taking us on. So what happened? You got this really big surge while you're yeah. making love. And then what? What did that feel like? Yeah. Then I was sure my baby is going to come soon because, <laughs> yeah, that is just the, when, yeah, when everything feels like it, sh it should be how it is or everything felt in place. Yeah. And yeah, then it was more like a cele celebrative atmosphere. Like, okay, now my baby is really going to come soon. And then we prepared the space really nice and the contractions were coming, kind of speeding up. I called the midwife. I said, okay, maybe you'll have to come soon at some point, but there is nothing regularly yet. Then, of course, I said, okay, we're not coming yet. <laughs> um, and then I think half an hour later, I couldn't speak anymore or I communicated to my partner that he really had to call now. And then she came. My partner was trying to fill up the birthing bath. But I was like, I was proceeding so quick that once the uh, midwife came in, she actually just sat on a chair in the room. She said like she welcomed or she, she said hello, introduced herself. I knew her. 
but she didn't do anything. So she didn't measure how far it was or whatever. And I asked her, like, do, should you check or do you want to? And she said, no, if you want me to check, I will, but go, like, go with it. And then I think five minutes later, I got to the pushing stage already. And I was a bit overwhelmed because it was way faster even than the first birth. So I told her, like, well, I, I have to push, push already. And she also said, like, go, do go with it and then yeah i think i had maybe two pushing surges or contractions while my partner was running to fill the bath and she was helping and like with every contraction he would come for me and in between he would run to fix everything <laughs> and then i helped into the bathtub and then also she broke the membranes because they were still intact i don't know exactly why and then three contractions later, my baby was born. So really from the moment, I would say, of me having an orgasm and my baby being born, it must have been two and a half hours, three months. Wow, that is fast. And yeah. and you made it in the tub. Yeah. Did I hear like you had a water birth this time with three pushes? Yeah. And it was wow. so nice. <laughs> the bath was really nice. Did you feel a difference from like being in air to getting in the tub? Was there a change for you in getting in the water? Yeah, it was very nice. I also, I really love warmth. So it was very nice, relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Pain relief. But honestly, I'm, I was not, I was definitely not suffering. And yeah, I also thought this can go still for 10 more hours. So there was not really this moment like, oh, I'm in so much pain. So it was a relief, but it was not like the big, pain word was not so present. Yeah. And even prior to that, because that was a fast labor, what were you doing? Were you moving around? What were you even said and described to us that you kind of prepared the environment? What what did you do to prepare it? And what were you doing? I had made um, a birth altar already before. So I selected like some images and some things from nature that I really like. And I put on candles there. We had a big, like a kind of bed on the floor and a birthing balm. And yeah, there was a couch and then mostly the, the bathtub had to, be, had to be filled. But yeah, more to make it cozy and to like change from the living room setting to some place where I would feel really comfortable. And yeah. With, with the and right. so were you moving or using the balls? What kind of positions were you, yeah, did you find comfortable? Um, I was mostly hanging on the ball with my, on my knees on the, on the little mattress thingy and then kind of rolling around a little bit, depending on the, on the contractions. Yeah. It sounds so beautiful, you know, and to know that kind of lovemaking was the piece that just did open you up in that ready for labor, get the, the love hormones going and connection. So you also like, mentioned and I think for a lot of people when like you were past your date and like thinking maybe you were holding something back uh, that's so intuitive a lot of people don't think about that that there's this need within ourselves to open to birth did you ever feel that you identified what it was or just giving it some mindfulness helped you to go into labor well I, I did know that like around my due date, I had a very stressful week 
somehow with yeah some some like external actually not not bad things but just i felt i was responding with a lot of stress also because of the hormones and pregnancy so it was really yeah not so nice to have these feelings while i knew my baby i want my baby to come soon so it was definitely something like that although my first child was also six days late so maybe it had to do with that but also when my second daughter was born, the midwife said, wow, she was really fine. Like she could have stayed longer. It was really, yeah, she was really okay. And the placenta also looked really fine and fresh. And yeah. so Babies come when they're ready, right? But I, I love that you honor that it's a good time to always check in with ourselves, you know, and create the environment that each person needs to fully open to birth and to do that with connection to your partner and intimacy. And so like you use the words that this was an intimate birth and there was a wildness to it where explain that more. What, what gave you that feeling? Well, this decision to make love was really like, I, I, I have not, I had not read about this, for example. I mean, I've seen your documentary. I didn't read the book or something, but it's not that you hear that this is fine. So there was a moment where I thought, well, can I do this? Or like, is this, is this okay? But I wasn't going to go and Google it or something. So there was already this decision like, okay, I trust it's fine. This is good. And, but also for both of the birds, what I think might have helped me is to be really fine with my body with being naked also with yeah you don't you don't control how you look what you say what sound you make what i think this is i i really worked on this before birth or also the years before not not because of birth but i think this is something i wish for everyone not to have this extra blocking energy to think oh but what would people think of me or what does the what does the midwife think i mean it's very common to also poo while giving birth. And these things are really easily getting shame for. I, yeah. And I really wish that, that these things are spoken of more so that a woman in labor doesn't start thinking about, oh, shit, <laughs> shit, you know, what now? Because <laughs> yeah. this is not what you want. Yes. Yeah, so well said, right? And you know, you really opened up to this intimacy in birth and really trusting your body and, and just that you could do it. And do you feel having given birth that way? I always call it like birthing in your power in some way twice. Did that have an impact on how you feel now and your intimacy and connection to your partner? Do you feel there's a connection between that time of birth and that time of early parenting? Mm. Well, I found for me, postpartum was more difficult because birth was such an easy transition. And then postpartum was where I felt this like, wow, what, what is this? What, ha what happened? What am I now? You know, these things, especially, I mean, the first time, obviously. And I think birth, but also postpartum has brought me a lot of inner strength because day and night it doesn't mean anything you're always there yeah breastfeeding was very, very complicated uh, especially the first time so i went through a lot of things that were very 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 hard and and then it worked out so i feel i've i've grown a lot and there is a lot of strength but also also birth in itself i remember especially from the first time that the midwife at some point said hey you you can feel your baby's head and then i felt it and then 
this was so then especially there was so much energy released or like I felt so much power and I've never felt this power before this is something that really comes with birth and also the I mean it's so crazy <laughs> what you're doing with your body at this point so yeah a lot of a lot of growth and also a lot of respect and love towards my body and how to how to open up for this yeah really beautiful and I have to ask you this you know Elizabeth Davis and I, in writing the book, Orgasmic Birth, define orgasmic birth as, you know, broad enough for those people that do have what we call that birthgasm and actually feel an orgasm in sometime in labor and birth, but also broad enough to include anybody who births in their power that has moments of pleasure. And that doesn't mean that we don't also have challenge or pain, but we have those moments of pleasure, connection, love, and bliss. In that, do you feel you had an orgasmic birth? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really, really beautiful. It's And of course, it's tricky because pain you forget, but it was really already in the moment. It was so beautiful. Yeah. So... I have to ask you this, and I'm asking everybody kind of this too. What is one thing you wish that more people knew in preparing for birth? One thing. <laughs> you could add two or three, but go ahead. What's the most important thing you wish that people knew? Yeah, how, how beautiful it is. And also, I really wish people to look like authentic or realistic birth videos and of course you have videos from the hospital setting but you have also a lot of natural birth videos just to change a little bit this perspective that were fed by movies or I don't know it's so hysterical <laughs> it's so much suffering and I really wish for everyone to open up like hey this is really something so beautiful and you can do it and of course it's very nice that we have and very needed also that there is medical that there are medical solutions, but don't forget also to look into your own strength. Yeah. And the second thing is to, when you make your birth plan of, or, or when you envision how you want to give birth, then to really see if you have the choice of picking out your caregiver, really pick the one that fits to you and really ask them what are your protocols or because I felt you can give a birth plan, but what they do with it is still a second thing. And for me, it really felt like, hey, this is what I want. But yeah, maybe they're not educated in the way like to provide what you want or yeah, to also really see is this caregiver good for me or, or is there someone that fits better or do love or make money. And I have to ask this too, since, you know, making love and nipple stimulation really supported you in helping labor get started. You know, what would you say to someone that's kind of like, that's a new idea or just is considering it. What would you say that you could birth forward about intimacy in labor? Um, well, I would stay at home as long as possible because, yeah, also the second time I was at home and I don't know if I would have felt so safe to do this. And you don't have to tell this story in a podcast, you know, <laughs> so you don't have to tell anyone. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really create an intimate setting and yeah, and, and the right people or no one. Like you can also ask a midwife to wait in another room. Or yeah. And I thank you for being 
so brave, Marit, to share this because I think that so often because people don't share, I don't think we realize how many people are intimate and bring their love and connection into labor and birth and the ways that I wish hospitals even would create home birth in the hospital so that we could have settings for more privacy and intimacy. I think we'd see many more gentle births. But I know for the people listening, they'd love to find you. How can people follow you and find you and learn more from you? Yeah, well, if they're around, then I'm happy to see them. I'm traveling a lot. So I plan my travels now according to women that I can support or families that I can support. You can always have a look at my Instagram. I think, I don't know, shall I share the... the... Yeah, just say it out loud, like say, spell it out. Yeah, yeah. So it's Instagram is at marit.food and no, sorry. I think this has to be edited at marit.dula. And my website is dula.maritfoss.com. And my name is, so it's dula.marit.com. Marit, A-R-R-I-T dot dula on Instagram. Yeah. And if you're in Europe, like the Netherlands or Berlin, or even Portugal would be very happy to see you. Thank you so much. And we'll put all your information in the show notes. So for those of you, you can look below in the show notes and see how to contact Marit. So thank you all for listening to our Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Um, Reviews really help us to reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting or birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more. And we have a free gift for you. I look forward to sharing more pleasurable tips and birth stories next time. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Deborah. So, bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.